Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is the Post Credits Pod. I really appreciate you guys listening. I'm your host, Ryan Swartz. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Swartmain, that's S-W-A-R-T-M-A-Y-N-E, or on Instagram at Swartness, S-W-A-R-T-N-E-S-S. And yeah, we got a great show for you guys today. Uh, me and my boy T will be discussing Iron Man 2. Um, I'm going to save my thoughts for the review. I'm not going to put anything in this introduction here, but I will say that I did like Iron Man one much better, but I'm pretty sure most people did. Uh, unfortunately, we did not get a chance to talk any television today. There just wasn't, I don't, we just, it's a long conversation. We just didn't get around to it. There wasn't a lot of relevant stuff anyway. It's more about what we're anticipating. Um, so uh, be, be on the lookout for that though. We're definitely going to get some more TV talking here. Uh, there's so much stuff out there to talk about. I just need to, you know, kind of find, find the, find the right time for it. But definitely be on the lookout for that. We're not strictly doing Marvel every single episode. Yeah, man. Um, I really hope you enjoy it. And let's get to the show. If you can make God bleed, people will cease to believe in him. They will be blood in the water. And the sharks will come. Yeah, and we are back to You're talk about motherfucking Iron Man two. Iron Man two, I'm back. Um, We're back. Yeah, I I just watched this um, like earlier this evening, so it's like really fresh in my mind. Good. So I'm feeling like I got real some real clarity on it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my memory will not be fuzzy whatsoever. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just jump right into this and say that by. What uh, the opening credits? Like I was already like not enjoy because in Iron Man one. <laughs> okay. He said. He said. He said I'm already pissed. No, like it's not even I'm like I was pissed. Movie I could just. <laughs> I, it was like a but I automatically had something where I could just jump straight to like oh, I'm already not enjoying this as much as the first one. It was just kind of weird, okay. like the opening credit scene. Um, and it showed the guy, uh, Mickey Rourke's character, Ivan. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was whipping, whipping up. He was in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. He, he was, he was super depressed and torn up about his dad passing, uh, and you know his family history and all that stuff. You find out later. You know, he's going through a lot, right? He's building that shit. Um, for some reason though, like I didn't care. Like it's weird that they showed that so early. Like it, I understand it for sequencing, but like, how do you expect us to care about what just happened to him? We don't even know this guy, you know. This is this is a so there's time. no emotional value to that. This is a time where Marvel had like a serious like villain problem. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still pretty new into this whole like we're gonna make a movie universe thing, so they didn't exactly know how villains were gonna turn out. So I guess Ivan Vanko or Whiplash, you can really just you can really just refer to him as uh, a filler. Basically, wow, you know, because the movie, because like, it's like Ivan Vanko isn't the, you know, isn't, I, I'd say Ivan Vanko isn't the movie's main problem. It's like the main antagonist would be Tony Stark and his legacy, which is, I, I think, would be, is like the main thing that Tony is trying to tackle here. Because if you really look at it, like, you know, Whiplash really wasn't in the movie, like, all that much. He was just a plot device, basically. You know, just to move the plot forward. Yeah. Like, oh, we got a we got a bad guy. They're that we supposed fight. to be a villain in a superhero movie. Yeah, you know? that, that's basically it. So, yeah. you know, I understand how some people. I understand that people, you know, feel a certain way about Whiplash, but that's just that's really how that's how she goes, boys. Because this is really really early. This is super early. This is like this movie came out Iron Man. Oh wait, this movie came out in two thousand ten. Yeah, two thousand ten. And this is like the fourth, maybe the maybe the fourth. It's only the third. The third of the of this current like Marvel little universe. It's the third. Creating. It's the third of the universe. Um. So okay. Post hole. So what what you're saying actually does make a lot of sense when you think about it because, um, th- there was no room for like anything experimental yet. There was no room for like a Killmonger just yet, where it was like you really spend a lot of time okay. with the villain. I want to take this no time. Room. Look, I'm gonna let you finish, but we're gonna take off the board. Don't mention when it comes to villains. 
We don't mention Killmonger. We don't mention we don't mention the Joker. We don't mention Loki. Okay, the, those three are just in their own the greatest. Well, they're anti. That's what I was gonna get to though. Yeah. Is that they're important characters that do villainous things, but that you understand the motivations. They're like more developed characters, so they're more necessary to keep around and exactly. give some screen time. Exactly. This guy, it's like uh, with uh, with a uh, Whiplash, uh, Ivan. You know, is, is you know his birth name. This dude, like they, you could tell like they wanted him to be like dark and interesting and cool. But they only, it's like they only got the aesthetic of it. Like, the look, well, he looked cool. Like, all the tats and shit. Like, I, I like the way, I yeah, was like, yeah. oh, this, he looks interesting. He looks way more interesting than his actual character was. Like, they didn't show us enough. I would argue that if they give him 10 to 15 minutes of screen time to kind of give us a little bit more of who he is on top of, like, what they show already at the beginning, then by the end of the movie, maybe it feels a little bit more climactic. It's like, oh, man, like, this guy really, you know, like, you're kind of more into... What's going on with, with his story? And then when they clash at the end, I feel like I'd be a little bit more into it. But I was like, oh, he's just fighting. Yeah, like a hunt, like a, just a real, like a, a, a good villain, like as far as just being uh, powerful and smart. But like he wasn't a good character. It's like he's just fighting another blind bad guy. You know, you know? to be fair, uh, you know, making a villain is making a villain in the MCU. It's a it's a hard job. To be completely fair, it is a very difficult job, and John Favreau he didn't have a hard time with it, but I'm pretty sure he was tasked tasked with the idea to make sure that Tony Stark had something interesting to fight. You know, like making a villain is hard. That's why there's only three really good ones. You know, yeah. If you really look at it, like, um, and then this is a time where the MCU was new, like I said, but it's a time where, um. That man, Tony Stark, he had in the comic as as far as lore goes, he has so many bad guys, and this is a time where Marvel didn't have all the rights to everybody. Uh kind so, of like so you so the, you the bottom of the bag kind of thing, like it's the scraps. Basically. Okay. So it's like okay. Makes sense. It's a so like Iron Man was, you know, faced with these choices, like, okay, do we do do we do the only top tier villain left, which is the Mandarin? Or do we do like you know, Crimson Dynamo or Whiplash or uh, Technovore? You know like it, it's like it's like all this. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of like ass characters. Now you know you know what they should have did was uh, incorporate the Hulk in one of them. Yeah. I think the Hulk is a bad and guy. And it, did, it didn't have to. Yeah, he could be the bad guy just for that one movie. But then at the end, it's like. Iron Man's like, yo, there's something there, and then that could lead to him reaching back out to him, like, hey, you know, we could really use you, you know what I mean? But after they have like a, you know, a dope, yeah, like just a, a, you know, some fights in Iron Man two or three, like I would have loved to see him the Hulk, and then that's a way to incorporate that character a little bit more instead of just him popping up all of a sudden in Avengers. Yeah, that's that's honestly like something that we're probably gonna when when it comes to Hulk movies, that's probably something we're gonna explore in another one in other ones, Uh, but, um. Like, a really good villain, just period. When you look at villains in the Marvel Universe in general, you just got to think of, like, just uh, just erase all of the fact that they're in the MCU. Just think about just Marvel villains in general, okay? You have, like, the number one villain that could, like, apply to everybody, which is Doctor Doom. He is the worst. There was at one point where he became God. Okay, moving on. The, the next worst is Dr. Octopus, who actually plays a big role in the Iron Man story because in the latter of the Spider-Man and Dr. Octopus and Iron Man comics, Dr. Octopus like ends up getting crippled, like bad, because he's gotten into so many scraps with Iron Man and the <laughs> yeah. Avengers and Spider-Man. And this dude is like... Yeah, that's like he, he's like a, he's like a, he, he's <laughs> like he he this dude is literally he looks like a mummy he he doesn't use his arms or his legs he just uses his tentacles to move around he's the creepiest shit I've ever seen but it's badass because like this no, dude that should have like, done right in the film would be dope see if this is I'd like yeah. this could have been the Iron Man too but at the time didn't have rights you didn't have rights no it's so, understandable but so this is and this is and when you don't have the rights this is what you're faced with you get these 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 
these sloppy seconds of of comic book villains, and it's just like it's a it's a damn shame. Yeah, it's I mean, a damn shame. I, I will, they the the movie was it wasn't like it was just so horrible because of the villain. The movie I did enjoy. It just like that was a weak point. But it was it, that, like, putting yeah. it in context with just knowing that they didn't have rights to too many good villains. At the time, that that makes sense. Um, but I will say, like right after after the opening credit scene, I was like, kind of weird. I was like, okay, who's this Russian guy? Whatever. You know, I remember the first time I was watching, I was like, yeah. there's the villain, but like, what the fuck's going on? So moving on after that, though, the shit gets instantly better as soon as Robert Downey Jr. hits the screen at the Stark Expo, and of it's course. just it's like. I mean, it's like his character, but Robert Downey Jr., I'm going to say this in every review, he was just so perfect because, like, he just has that natural, like, bravado and charisma that's just, like, he's going to flex on you in just the coolest way possible. This is him. You know, like, he, he's going to just hop him. on stage and talk his shit, and you just, you can't even be mad at him for it. Like, you enjoy it. Like, he's, he's like, a likable person for as narcissistic as he is. Yeah. And it's like, nobody, I don't think there's anybody I could think of that would have nailed that as much as Robert Downey Jr. did. He just captured that, like, perfectly. Yeah, like, there's one There's one Wolverine. Like, Wolverine is the Hugh Jackman, really, is Robert Downey Jr. Okay, that, that, yeah, that's the best match. Like, I guess that's so. That's such a good one that I didn't even, like, Yeah, yeah, like, you'll never, like... But Robert Downey Jr. is a very good casting for, yeah. for Tony Stark. Like, he's I up agree. there. And I was, like, I was super captivated by, like, that... That first scene in the Stark Expo, because yeah, I like, feel it like wasn't even they, action. It was just him on stage, but it was just fun listening to like, him, watching him. I feel like if they put that at the beginning rather than you know, I'm uninteresting ass Ivan Vanko, you would have hooked me. No, and, and listen, okay, so you can do that shit just like how they did the opening credits for Iron Man One. Shit was happening, and you just have the you know the credits are kind of going a, a little bit as you're already playing out the movie, yeah, which they were doing here. But, like, I wanted it, like, it was much more interesting to see Tony Stark just, like, in Iron Man when he was just kind of fucking with the guys in the, in the van and shit and the girl up front. Like, that was just, like, a really funny scene. It was like, boom, this is this is what you're about to be in for a whole movie of this guy. Yeah. And it's like, you, you, when you left the Iron Man, when you left Iron Man 1, you were, like, thinking Robert Downey Jr. was dope as fuck as Tony Stark. He was so funny. Carry that movie. So, why would you, it's like, just start the movie off with him. But anyway, but I, that's I'm like he's a centerpiece, and I, I yeah I I totally sympathize with what you're getting and what you're getting at. So like okay like there's no point of putting a villain front and center like that, trying to grab my attention. Yeah, if you're not movie, gonna do more with him later if on, if he's gonna be if he's gonna be continuously less interesting, like for the rest. Yeah, of the like movie. you started out like okay, that's it, that's interesting. I don't know who that is, but I'll, maybe I'll and they did explain more. But like I said, he should have had some more screen time. Like, the dude barely had any lines. I get, like, he's Russian, but he spoke perfectly good. He's a fucking genius. He probably speaks, like, ten languages. Like, this this dude could be pretty dope. Like, you could make Whiplash pretty dope. You already, like I said, you had the visual look going. Mickey Rourke looks cool as fuck as a villain. Yeah. Like, a bad Like, he'll look like he'll whoop your ass even without superpowers. Like, a badass Russian motherfucker, right? Yeah. But, like... The It just... I don't know. It was just weird to me how, like, they... When they... Re, like, okay, like, with the Killmonger thing... You get the little glimpse of them at the, but it's in. They just show you the tip of the iceberg early on, and then they just show you everything. Like they, sh- you know what I mean? The, so, to, to capture you, and they did the opposite here. Like they show you a little bit at the end of his personality, but they show you a whole bunch at the beginning. And so and why would me, I care about that later? Let me and let me like contrast that point with this. And this is for every movie that we're going to talk about, and I'm going to refer to this point over and over again. So bad things happen when you try to service a, a universe. When this you, movie did a lot of a lot of building. Yeah, I, when you when you try when your movie tries to service the universe, mm-hmm. your movie your movie as a whole it's gonna be stretched thin. It will it will suffer. It, and, and and I've I've seen it. Spider Man Three did it. That's the example I'm always gonna refer to because I'm a huge Spider Man fan. That movie pissed me off in the last forty five minutes because you put Harry Osborn and Peter Parker versus Venom. And Green Goblin, and not Green Goblin, but uh, uh, Venom, yeah, Venom and Sandman versus Green Goblin and Spider-Man. And it's just like, why, if Venom is getting his own movie in 2018, then Venom should have been a solo bad guy in the movie. That was, you know, trial and error, that was a long time ago. I see, but that was 10 years ago. And but and yeah. you know this I'm sure is, now they they would have rethunk that and not tried to squish all that into like one big scene because uh, because all the best movies they don't service the universe at large you know Guardians of the Galaxy didn't Logan didn't Black no. Panther didn't Black Panther you you hear nothing 
about no Avengers, no Infinity Stones, nope. no nothing. You, you just nothing about dive that. into a conflict between that particular character and just whatever entity or person that he's facing. Dive into that shit. Give me a lot of both sides, and then make the ending epic. Like that's what I want. And this ending was pretty dope, but like I didn't get enough of like it, to feel like it was like it was Tony Stark's story. Building a lot of Avengers stuff in there, like really baking that into the movie, and then like a little bit of the villain here. Yeah. Uh, and it was like it like it, it stretched out. It felt stretched a little thin because then there was some parts about Tony Stark's story, like with his dad leaving stuff behind. That like I'm like man, if like you should if you would have picked one and made it a little bit more clear, I would have liked that. But I, it was I like agree. they did that, which kind of tied into the health stuff. But I just I feel like they just they wanted to wow you with all the cool tech. In the scene where he makes this discovery after watching the film with his dad, and he's like doing all this stuff with the cool tech, and they don't really explain stuff. And I don't, I usually don't like when stuff's explained or spelled out for me. Yeah. But I was really watching like what, like what, but what's actually fucking happening? You know what I mean? Like let me kind of know something. Definitely. And, Definitely. Uh, it's just like they wanted to just wow you with like, oh, Tony Stark's so smart, we couldn't comprehend, but just trust me, he knows, he knows what he's doing. Like that's how that scene felt. I was like, okay. So I was just kind of along for the ride at that point. Like, okay, he, he created an element, I guess, and now he's good. You know, and it was cool because it was like the reveal with his dad. Who, that guy is on Mad Men, by the way. And yeah, 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 that yeah. That guy yeah. is pretty dope. As soon as I noticed him after watching some Mad Men, I was like, oh, fuck with that dude. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> off topic. But yeah, so like I said, it, it definitely stretched the movie thin. It was like, and the, the, you got to fit the Avengers stuff in there. But I agree. It, but it just makes it hard. So it's going to feel like... It, this definitely was one of the filler Marvel movies to me. Yeah. And it, it, it did what it had to do. But like it, the movie just as one two-hour, hour, 50-minute hour, piece kind of suffers a little bit. For the whole like Marvel Universe as a general, I'd say this is just one of two filler movies, to be honest. It's this and You think probably, there's only two? There's only two. It's this and then Thor The Dark World. Because like literally... Every mo- every Marvel movie after this has been in- interesting and entertaining in between that. Like, it's been Iron Man 2, you know, the movies that people, like, paid attention to the, le- the least, I'll say that. Like, Iron Man 2, Thor The Dark World. Not even, people don't even remember okay. that Thor The Dark World even happened. Well, I- I'll pose a question to you that somebody... Uh, the homie Carl on Twitter like said this, and I kind of like I, I wanted to disagree with it. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? But I was like, maybe he's onto something. Um, he basically like what we're calling Iron Man two and Thor two filler episodes. He would probably make the argument that Spider Man Homecoming was a little bit of a filler episode. Oh, totally. A really good one. Yeah. I mean, but like it yeah. like it was very well done. Like I loved Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. But yeah, it like it was a lot of like. Next, like, kind of getting you ready. Like, his conflict was important yeah. with the Vulture, but, yeah, it was like... I don't know, Iron Man was just in there a lot, and you could tell they were prepping him for this Avengers stuff. It's like movies and that... And it was just trying you know to kickstart the new generation a little bit. So yeah. this movie was starting, like, an upward trage- trajectory yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of just focusing on itself. It was like, no, we're going to launch Spider-Man into some cool stuff, but we're going to show you kind of how he gets to that point a little bit with this movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, for And so sure. it was fine. At some point, I feel like you should look at some of these movies almost like episodes in a series, in, yeah. in a way, like a time. Like sometimes you just need a good beginning to end arc, but sometimes it's like, well, some of these movies do have to kind of pull the strings together and bridge from one to another. And so yeah. that's what I feel like Iron Man Two did probably the best job of. That I think is what they did best because, like I said, character development and as far as the villains go i wasn't feeling and then the tony stark story was like intriguing the stuff with his dad but i just did it left me kind of like still not really sure how to feel about it or what happened for sure but um hey what's up y'all just wanted to pop in real quick and talk a little shit and i think uh what really caught my eye about iron man 2 what i really found interesting was mickey rourke so mickey rourke was on the surge of his comeback during this time. This was like the third movie in Mickey Rourke's comeback. Um, Mickey Rourke in the 80s, just like Robert Downey Jr., kind of bad boy of Hollywood, didn't like playing the politics, um, was really great. He was an amateur boxer, and so he would go box, just beat the shit out of people, get whooped up. That's why his face looks like that. And uh, he kind of did acting as a little side gig. He was really good at it. Um, 
he studied his craft and everything like that. But to him, I feel like he kind of just saw it as a, I want to do the boxing career first and foremost. That's who I am. I'm a boxer. And then I'm going to do some movies on the side. Um, and he really didn't like playing the politics of Hollywood. He didn't work for about a whole decade. And then dude comes back into Sin City. So I think uh, he did Sin City. Boy, what did he do after that? Oh, it was the big one. And then he did the Academy Award winning. Uh, he did The Wrestler, which really, I think, sent him back into, oh, shit, I think I can do this again. Uh, after that, I know uh, Robert Downey Jr. and John Favreau really had to convince Disney just because of Mickey Rourke's past to bring on Mickey Rourke to play Whiplash. Um, when Mickey Rourke did an interview, he said he met with John Favreau. He had a bunch of ideas for the villain. He didn't think he was going to go for it because he thought that they wanted a one-dimensional villain and Mickey Rourke didn't want to play a one-dimensional villain. Uh, he wanted to give him a sense of humor, um, a bigger backstory, all the tattoos that Whiplash has in the movie. Um, Mickey Rourke went and visited uh, Russian prisoners, everything like that, found out like the hierarchy of the tattoo system. Uh, he wanted to make sure every single little detail was right. I mean, they gave him a lot of creative control uh, whenever they decided to bring him on, and they heard all those ideas, thought they were great, wanted to bring him on. Um, I thought Mickey Rourke did really, really well. This was the third movie in his comeback, and the last movie in his comeback. Uh, he was really, really, really unhappy with how everything turned out, and then kind of he had been playing ball since about... Shit, I think since that he was 2005... I don't know. I'm not looking anything up. Uh, he's been playing ball since then with everyone. I uh, gotten really back into it, but then the final product, he felt just he's he said they cut the uh, he, they cut basically his whole story out. Now they had to focus on a lot of the other plot, and I felt like it was. I thought Iron Man two had a great pace. Thought it was fine. Uh, he just felt like they made him into that one dimensional character that he didn't want to be. So uh, he did a couple interviews in 2011, just trashing everything, kind of going back. And then since then, hasn't got much acting work. So uh, just a neat little side story of Mickey Rourke. Came back into the acting world, got his shit together, and then uh, a few bumps in the road. Couldn't stay on track. Love Mickey Rourke. Uh, man, hope he makes his way back. Not to a Marvel movie, just, I don't know, do some more shit. I like Mickey Rourke. But anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. But back to the Avengers stuff. Um, uh, I forgot that, like, this is a big part of what we're talking about. The uh, transition is, I forgot that Black Widow was introduced in this movie. For some reason in my head, I thought it was later on. Yeah. But I forget that Avengers came out two years after this, so it makes yeah. sense. But yeah, I forgot she was like really in this hole. Like she was everybody herself in this hole. Everybody, like, everybody forgets. Everybody forgets. Like so, a lot happened. This movie's important. It's just not quite as good, I think, as some of the others. I but anyway, agree. but it's important because it introduces so much. Like Nick Fury lets them know, like, yo, the Starks been fucking with Shield. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. y'all been down with us. And so it's time for you to see some of the shit you, your dad kept from you, you know? Yeah, like, so, this, this agency has been around since... Literally, like, probably, what, like, World War One or two, or Because it was in World it, War Two, yeah, but I think it was, it was already around before that. Uh, or did it sprout up from it that? It sprouted up from World War as a, As, like, a response to Hydra? I think so. I, look, I'm trying I think to, that's what S.H.I.E.L.D. was. I'm trying to think, because... I think that's true, because Peggy was one of the founders. Mm-hmm. So, I think it was, uh... So, I, We'll see in Captain. Uh, now it's like I gotta watch Captain America. So yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Shield. I think stuff. Shield was founded post post Captain America one. Okay, I think Shield was founded. Yeah. And so that was, dang. So that makes so much sense. Is why they chose to do. Yeah, they had to show that first Avengers. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, really, yeah. they really. The first Avengers, I think, was the biggest leap. That was the first like time peak. I mean, not the first Avengers. I'm sorry. Uh, the first Avenger. I'm referring to Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. yeah. That was like the. I think it's the only one that was based in a whole other time. Right, mm, all of them are like yeah, present day, or to yes, be considered yes. present day. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And so uh, that was like the one, the first one where they really kind of took a little bit more of a leap because people got used to the Iron Man mold. And, well, Thor was different too, but I, but I think. Well, I mean, it all like the the great thing about Marvel is that it delves into like different aspects of storytelling, like uh, Thor's mythology. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. Um, a lot of it's tech, mythology. A lot of it's mythology. You got yeah, the period piece that was Captain America: Civil War, and you know Captain Marvel because that takes place in the nineties. Yeah, and uh, then you have the the futurist escapism that is Iron Man, and Wakanda, and or Wakanda, and stuff, things yeah. like that. So you know, each has so that, they have some flavor. things some things to play with. That, that's true because mm-hmm. all these had to sprout from some type of uh, mm-hmm. mental space that they were in when they're writing this Definitely. shit. Definitely, uh, and so they, they did a good job of trying to incorporate that in the movies. But I think because two out of the first three were Iron Man, and that was just a big hit. That like when you went to Avengers movie, you just felt like this is kind of what I'm going to get. But yeah. you know, they started to switch it up more now, a lot more. And we saw with Black Panther, they can really take another route and just make a movie feel like its own thing. Um, and so now I think they feel safer making those decisions. So I'm I'm getting more excited going forward because I think like Captain Marvel, they're going to do a totally different feel for that than maybe what we've seen. Yeah. It's not going to be the overly Disney fight. Like, you know, they get a little more creative with them. Thor Ragnarok is another example of that. They've gotten more creative. Uh, Civil War, they just were like, this is the first time we're going to throw all these guys together. So I see it's like you see progression when you go back and start at the beginning and watch yeah. The first, like the first couple of movies, it's gonna be real interesting to see Captain Marvel, just because I think it's gonna be the first like '90s period piece movie that we see like in 2000 in the in the in the new generation of movies now, because you know it's like a bunch of like crazy shit like happened in '90s. I, well, I wouldn't say the first because N.W.A. Because uh, Straight Outta Compton Triple's came out for sure, yeah. Because Straight Outta Compton came out, and that was a '90s movie. But it was it's, focused very heavily in like one, yeah, in like one specific of, area. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like you know, oh hey, the 3D Doritos happening uh, before <laughs> before two thousand before two thousand and uh, yeah. Nickelodeon slime and Tang. Like you know, nobody was really focused on that. But I think Marvel is going to have a lot of fun with that. So we will definitely see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, another question I had, and this is just one of those things like when you're watching a movie, you just have to ha- you have to ask yourself how. Maybe I missed it. But how the hell? Because look, nobody knew that Tony Stark was going in the scene when he gets in the the car that he oh this part in the you know what I'm talking about the on the racetrack yeah um and so motherfucking Whiplash no like how did he know he was gonna do that like what was his plan if Tony Stark didn't do that because you saw he had that shit set up he had like the suit on like he was yeah, like bro. in disguise See, this, is, this is what we call a plot hole yeah how did Cause he because this, this bullshit he he had no idea he was so, gonna be racing like he didn't. Technically, okay. how did he even know he was even gonna be like? So I was. You could make the argument. Oh, he, he knew, knew he, he was, was gonna be a Monaco. He knew he was gonna be a Monaco. But why the fuck would he even be wasting his time around the racetrack? You know what I mean? Like if he like was he gonna maybe think that Tony Stark was probably in the stand somewhere? Because I think they were right outside of it. Okay. Or, no, I don't so, know. They, were, they actually so, had to make a drive to get there. So I don't know. Okay. So logically, this is how the sequence of events should have happened. Okay. So he got the invite to Monaco, right? Yeah. Logically, if this was me, me being Whiplash, I'm about to infiltrate it somehow, which he did. And I'm going to make this hit on this dude while he's either at the racetrack as a spectator or if he's at the party, right? Now, practically thinking, he probably thought like, okay, I'm going to hit this dude while he's in the press box, in the stands, whatever, or he's yeah. up there at the bar, Because he clearly didn't give a fuck about being noticed. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't, because he wouldn't have been, you know? Yeah. He wouldn't have been. He wouldn't even know, he didn't even, Tony Stark didn't even know who he was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So... No, I'm saying he wouldn't have cared about making a scene. Like if Tony oh, Stark yeah, was in the yeah, stands, yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. care about. He didn't care if people noticed him. Yeah. Like after after a yeah, certain yeah, point, yeah. once he was in attack mode and shit. Now the whole now the whole thing about Tony getting in the car, you know what I'm saying? That's just that's just uh, the you know comic book people would be like, oh, that's just Tony. But you know, I call it a fucking plot device. So he got in the car. Yeah, because <laughs> it made for a really cool action scene. Yeah. It was dramatic. He was like walking with the shit in his hands, with the cars blowing up. Like, the shit was cool to see him fucking slice cars going 200 miles an hour in half. I will admit that. But it was like, you just kind of threw this scene together. Like, I did get that feeling. And yeah. I, I don't want to sound like, like I'm just some kind of special movie critic. But it did seem a little weird to me. Um, and also, so th- this whole scene, like, as cool as it was, it was, and it was like the first suit reveal of the movie. Yeah. With the fucking briefcase, which that was a little weird. To, like, it, Nah, the, brief, the briefcase, the briefcase is like... This is what this is also movie movie one hundred and one. Okay, for for all for all Marvel people out there, for all comic book people in general, listen to me. People love fan service. People love fan service. Yeah. People people love it. 
You belong. Also, to this is I, I'm. You're more of the comic book guy than I am. So, so in the com- so in the comics, okay, right. Iron Man. Well, you saw it even in Iron Man three. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. Iron Man. He just made. There was a point in his life where he just made suits. Yeah. For for several for several different uses, he just yeah. made suits and you know this was suits. And yeah, shit. and this yeah. was one of the cool kids. Like if you see, like uh, if you can, you can watch the. They had a cartoon made by Fox. Ha ha! Once upon a time, this actually happened, but Fox owned the rights to Iron Man. They had a cartoon on Fox Kids. And that man, he dropped the suitcase, and then the suitcase opened up, and it was it was an Iron Man suit, and he was able to step into the suitcase, and he became Iron Man. That shit is tight. That's called fan service, and okay, as a, so and as a moviegoer, you get that every every now and again. Oh, as you should. I, yeah. I agree that it should always be a part of something that if it has like a long history or something or a lot okay. a lot of things like that. So I take back. I mean, I won't take like I didn't. It didn't matter to me that much i just thought it was a little weird yeah, yeah yeah but uh but now that i understand that it's like well it makes a lot more sense i probably would have done the same thing if i'm directing this movie matter of fact um, I, matter of fact i'll give you i'll give you a better example i'll give you two examples right so all right i'll use this as a general example because everybody's you know everybody likes power rangers right yeah. what <laughs> Are you serious? We're not gonna do this communist dude are you serious <laughs> you don't like so you don't like body morphin Stop the Marvel stuff. You, I want you to say for everybody that you don't like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Go ahead and say it. Say I it. I don't like Mighty Morphin wow. Power Rangers. I did, There was one movie oh in particular, God. though, they had um, that I watched a lot as a kid. Well, uh, you talking about the movie with Some Ivan Ooze? It was remember. one movie. Oh, it was one? Well, it was hey, Ivan Ooze with the purple? I remember some purple He was selling on. Angel Grove lean. <laughs> The whole movie, he was selling. He was selling it. Angel Grove. Oh my god! I did not like Power Rangers. I don't know, man. What's oh, what's all right, okay. Let me give you a bad example. All right, so Black Panther, right? Okay, so Shuri gets a Black Panther suit in the comic books. If I saw that shit in that movie, I would have flipped because I'm like, oh my god! Like, she will. Exactly. She will. But it's just like. That that that's the type that's a fan service, bro. True. Okay, I if feel Wol- it. if Wolverine ever ended up in any of these movies and fought the Hulk, fan service, fan service. Yeah, that's why. Oh, the Iron Man Hulk thing could have been some fan service too. Like, mm-hmm. man, let's just combine this shit. It's too hard to make just a Hulk standalone movie. And, but they weren't thinking like that at the time. They're like, just fuck the Hulk for right now. Yeah, <laughs> and they put him off for a while. But like now, what they're gonna do is incorporate him. If you listen to a Hulk podcast, uh, now what they're gonna do is incorporate a lot of Hulk into like like three or four different movies so it'll kind of like balance itself out and so it's like damn if they could they could have done that at the time that would have been a great piece of sam fan service in my opinion yeah but um okay another, one other thing that i had an issue with is that see, it wasn't really an issue like i said these are just observations hey what's up guys i really hope you're enjoying the show and i thank you for listening this far um i just want to remind you that if you like what you're hearing go ahead and subscribe and give me a four or five star rating however you're feeling if you like it write a nice positive review and just tell your friends that like television and movies to check it out if they're in the podcast or if they're not introduce them to it let me be the first one that'd be great i'd love to break somebody's podcast cherry um but yeah so i was initially going to put like a goofy little segment right here to just kind of break up the conversation um, by taking like a clip from a Terrence Howard interview, uh, assuming there was one out there in which he was talking about how he didn't want to be a part of the Iron Man uh, trilogy or the Marvel Universe and all that stuff, and just how that would be such a you know dumbass move in hindsight, you know. And I thought I was gonna play like some goofy music behind, like some circus music or some shit, you know. I was really about to clown the dude like on some real shady shit, right? But uh. And looking it up, I found an interview. Um, I wish I could, I should have remembered so I can kind of shout it out and give that person some credit and go check it out. Um, it's one of the first ones that pops up. Look up Terrence Howard interview. Wasn't like I just, it's lazy research. But it was really interesting because I found out that, you know, assuming that he's not lying about any of this, I don't see why he would. You know, people can try to do some research or find this out if he was really quickly. So why lie? Um, but anyway, so he, uh, Apparently, he was on the books for $8 million for the trilogy, or maybe just for the cinematic universe as a whole. I'm not sure what the terms for that were, but the amount, and this might have been hypothetical, but I'm pretty, I don't think so. It didn't sound like he was just giving, like, throwing out numbers. Um, and he says that they call him, or call his agent, rather, uh, he, and he just had 
I believe, a death in the family, uh, which was, you know, that was, it made the made it everything even worse. Uh, so they call him and uh, basically say, hey, we're, we're redoing things. We're not going to do it the same way. So we're going to have to bump uh, eight mil down to one mil because he's basically going to be just a small side piece on the side, like what we've seen Don Cheadle be. Like he has his roles here and there, but he's not a big part of the universe. Um, and so he said the agent hung up on him. They never reached out back to him because they were like, okay, that was a no. Uh, and Don Cheadle was just like the next man up. And, uh, you know, it didn't seem like it was anything like, oh, they already had him suited up and ready to go when they decided to piss Terrence Howard off by insulting him with that renegotiation or that, I don't even think it was a negotiation, but by insulting him with that figure, that pay cut that they would just expect him to take. Um, you know, it, it was the Don Cheadle stuff happened after that. Like there was a vacancy. So I checked out what Don Cheadle said about it. And so assuming these guys are being honest, I mean, I, I don't see why they would be lying about this stuff. They seem like genuine dudes. Uh, so, yeah, assuming these are honest, that I, that's an understandable situation. You know, I'd say fuck you, too, if I'm Terrence. And the last thing I wanted to bring up, which I thought was really cool and I just had to have some respect for him. And I had nothing really negative to say about him after this in terms of this situation um, is that after this happens, he gets kind of labeled as like. Uh, a bad guy to deal with and it's really hard for him to get roles as you can see in the lack of good movies he's been in in the last decade uh, he's had you know he's had his share of work but he hasn't really done anything exceptionally well in terms of just getting a nice role and really being able to uh, you know put his skills to the test like he's been able to do before earlier in his career so this motherfucker can't get a good role and he decides to go back to school and get a doctorate somewhere in the science field and I just, I can't lie, I thought that was dope as fuck. <laughs> like, he's just a super educated dude, but he still has his acting career that looks like it's kind of going in the right direction. I think some of that old stuff's wearing off. Uh, he's got his thing going on with Empire. It's not a show I watch, but, you know, I'm sure he's getting, I'm sure he's getting the check from that shit. So, um, I think it's great. So, I meant to clown the dude, but instead I just kind of talked about him for however long and gave you all these facts that you might not care about but i just thought it was really interesting and i don't know shout out to terrence howard yeah back to the show though in that car happy and pepper would have been dead as fuck uh remember when he was he kept running into him yeah you're telling me he like how are they not dead i understand like you're not supposed to kill him uh like i would if it's hard for me to articulate how the scene looked but basically this dude is laying on the hood of the car i understand he's probably in pain because he just got ran into a wall Right. Oh, word. When Happy when was Happy, driving. Yeah, when they were. And they were trying to hand him to the briefcase. Yeah. So bro. he could turn into Iron Man. First of all, it took forever for that fucking suit to even. These Everybody would have been fucking dead. Like, <laughs> I was just kind of annoyed by that. He would have sliced these bitches up, pushed the fucking car, sliced up Iron Man while the suit's halfway on. Boom. Mission accomplished. If this movie was realistic. It's not. It's a comic movie. But it was just like a funny thing I had to point out. Like, first of all, all these motherfuckers would have been dead at this scene right here. You could have stopped this Honestly, movie at Monaco. I, I, I agree because, like, there's no way that this dude is getting ramrodded. He, by like, him. cut a door in half. Yeah. He sliced the car in the middle, but it just didn't hit anybody. Like, Pepper was... Scr- like, it was a cool scene. It was funny. It was entertaining. But, like, watching it again in a more skeptical way, like, I'm trying to look at Okay, well, stuff. if it was me, I'd be fucking flinging my, my, my shit around and everywhere. But I, I'll, everything I'll be, would be on fucking fire sliced yeah. up. Basically, <laughs> like, I'm just sitting here, I'm like... Body, body parts everywhere. Yeah, like, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna ram me with a Bentley... Yes, I mean, he I was can, just, like, swinging these really... It's like, these it was, energy... It was the, he's... He has energy whips, and he's, like, flinging the... And he's, like, he gets rammed at like five miles an hour by a Bentley and he's just like oh god I'm I'm incapacitated no, and, and he still had the, the strength to swing him he just was swinging him at like, nobody in particular I would like, what stare at Tony and be like yo my arms are free and I would just start whipping yeah. the brick like um, bro so so that part was it was silly to me but anyway so uh, overall it was a good action scene though. it was intense like when I was watching I was into it and I was ready for him to put the suit on because he mm-hmm. had put it on all fucking movie other than like the the, the arrival and yeah. so people like the suit up scenes, like uh, like uh, transformer scenes, dude. Yeah, like it's just you, gotta show, <laughs> just like some, you had to show it. It it's was just cool. some tight shit. Yeah. Um, the Senator Stern dude in the the courtroom scene, I kind of skipped over that, but he's a fucking little asshole. He was annoying. I don't know who I don't know who played the guy. Um, but he, he was annoying. He was like a great guy to cast as an annoying ass politician ass motherfucker. 
he looked like a, he looked like a politician. He was know? a villain. But I've seen but I've seen uh, I've seen this dude in other movies. I had two. I recognize him. I don't like normally I try to look up names. He wasn't that important. It was just a little side comment that he was a little asshole. He's a little dick. He got on my nerves. I mean, but it, it, it was, but he should. played his part well though. He worked good. for Hydra. So exactly. Um, Damn. Yeah. He worked for Hydra. Facts. In 2010, he worked for um, Hydra. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what else did I notice here? Um, oh, okay. So the thing is with the villains, like oh, we touched on the villains a lot with Mickey Rourke. He's the villain. Um, the other guy, what well, Hammer? Justin Hammer. Justin, Justin Hammer. Hammer. Um. I like. I didn't know if I liked him or not. Like sometimes I did. I think the second half, I was more into his character. Like when, which is like how it was. It was more like more climactic at that point. Like because he had shit going on. Yeah. Because like seeing him just be an asshole and talk to this dude that can easily kill him like crazy. Like it was just he was much more entertaining. I feel like, like I said, it was all about the. It's like the whole like build up thing because like Justin Hammer. You know, he plays like a whole a whole bigger part. That's why he didn't get killed, cause he's still like the leader of his company, and his company like manufactures weapons. You know, he filled that role that Tony Stark, you know, basically forego in the first movie. He's like, oh, okay, well, I'm not gonna sell weapons anymore. And Justin ah, Hammer, and Justin Hammer was like, okay, well, if you ain't gonna sell weapons, that's an open market. I'ma do it. Just suck but that it. Iron Man you got looks pretty tight. So let me make some too, yeah. and I'm gonna sell to the U.S. defense contracts and you know whoever else so is you don't buying. Sell that shit, yeah. And then like yeah, and but uh, I thought he was a pretty decent villain. But yeah, he, he was cool. And the um, next step up from what he does after this is like he starts like making like superhumans, because in Ultimate Spider-Man he made Electro, the Sandman, uh, he basically made like a bunch of mercenaries for hire. Wow, okay. Basically. He made Rhino. More comic book facts for me. He made non comic guy. I'm telling you, he made he made Rhino, Electro, Sandman. I think he even made Vulture. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. If he's ever reintroduced into the MCU, now that Spider Man is a thing, you could probably see him you'll probably uh, see him back. That would actually be cool. Yeah. Oh, I would not mind that. Yeah. Like, it's like he he ended up being a pretty cool character. He was like he had the charisma. He was like such an like he was hate him like you hate him, but like he that means he's doing his job right mm-hmm. on screen. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but at first he was you're really just kind of annoying, which he was supposed to be. But like that's all he was offering. Like I wasn't entertained by it. Okay. But later on in the movie, <laughs> later on in the movie, as he gets a little more screen time and you start to just see these different sides of him, you're like, okay, this guy. He's a little dickhead, but like I kind of like seeing, you know, I kind of like seeing what he's gonna For do sure. next. And For so sure. he got more interesting. Um, the it was okay. <laughs> this was struck me as like a little bit odd. Maybe it's just like the way they wrote it to be funny. Yeah. But like, or maybe it was her. Like she knew what she was doing because I don't know because Black Widow knows she's fine. Like you're not that fine and don't know you're fine, right? Yeah. Was she being like? overly sexual with Tony Stark or was I just tripping or was that supposed to just like make the viewer feel like oh she doesn't mean it but like we're just gonna play around with words like when she was like she handed him his drink and she was like is it dirty enough and it was just so it was like what are y'all doing <laughs> and then and then he was like if this was your last birthday ever what what would you do she was like I would do whatever I want with whoever I want and like walks off like so I'm like what the I mean, fuck is okay, that? Listen, like, was that just like listen. her being like, "I'm just gonna fuck with this guy, kind of, because I can." Listen, or as, as it, it's it's all it all this is is that like she's a spy and this is what she does. She just she, manipulates. She, she infiltrates. Infiltrates. She manipulates, okay. You know what I'm saying it's not saying it didn't make sense, but it kind of was like, wait, well, was there a reason for that? Was she trying to like let get him to let his guard down by just trying to be like cute and sexy? It's like group or it, or was like like overwatching it because I'm just looking at her like a perv. <laughs> like I was like, no, there's no way I'm imagining it's a, her it's, saying bro, it's that, like, something that sexually. Yeah, it was like it like, was like a real sexual vibe going on in that scene before yeah, the bro, house party. It's just like I mean, she's a spy. She got trained by the the Russians or whatever in the in the mm-hmm. in the in the Black Widow project. So she's trained to do whatever. I mean, this isn't any surprise to any comic book viewers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, that's she, something you see in a comic book for sure. Oh yeah, and uh, what was it? I think it was uh, not Ultimatum. It was one of them. It was Ultimatum or something. Yeah, she had a sex tape with Tony Stark. 
It's it's real out here. She had oh, a, she had a shit. shit. She had, it was like after it was like after a huge comic book event. I need to get on my comic book shit, me, man. I'm missing. Some she had a, crazy she had a, it was shit. a it was a huge comic book event that altered the state of the Marvel universe in general. And one of those events was Tony Stark's public image got ruined because he had a sex tape and it publicly got released. And like you know, he's in this whole like uh, this state of mind because he had just. Like, um, like it was, yeah, it was ultimatum where he just, uh, killed Wolverine by blasting that dude into like nothing, into like dust because he got took control of by Magneto and he said his blasters to overload and he said Cyclops' blasters to overload and they fried this man Wolverine like chicken and he felt bad about it. So he went back into his alcoholism, which is also present in Iron Man too. You see it a lot. Dude is drinking like nonstop, mm-hmm. so the alcoholism is there. But yeah, in the middle of that, he uh, he did a, he had a sex yeah, tape with Black the- Widow. So yeah, all the oversexualized stuff with Black Widow. This is just what she does. You know what I'm saying? So you know, ah, oh, that's great. I wish they would have put that in a movie, straight up. <laughs> uh, for uh, then this movie instantly better. This is a whole different review. Oh yeah, this is this is basically what, a flick review. This at is, that yeah. point. <laughs> Um, the Yorno, bro. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> speaking of, like, the, the the scene where he was drunk was, like, actually legit funny to me. Like, <laughs> like the part where he was, like, uh, when they say that people ask him about how he goes to the bathroom, he's like, yeah, I just did. Like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, just seeing him be, like, a drunken version of himself uh, was, was just cool. And, oh, we haven't even talked about motherfucking Don Cheadle. Because yeah. this is where like he actually matters. Like, he was in the courtroom scene, but you know whatever he didn't do much there. Now this is where he's tired of Tony's bullshit. He's tired of him acting childish, but he doesn't know why he's doing it. But still, he's sick of it because the dude's being like self-destructive and it's fucking up people around him too. And so he decides to suit up and at least try to whoop his ass. And that was like I don't know. It, it was like at first it felt a little overly goofy, and that was the point. It was still supposed to be funny, even though they were like because they were fighting. It was like a but slapstick it, comedy kind of. But, it, it, but it, then it kind of ele- escalates because Tony's really like, "Yo, like get the fuck out of here, take my suit off," and you know what I mean. Like, and you could tell like they're really getting pissed off at each then, other, you know, and then blows his full fucking house up. And then old dude was like, "No, I'm not," because like literally, if you don't get in control of this, like they're gonna come for you. Yeah, and then that's not that's not gonna be all this shit about to be gone. This shit like they're gonna come for you, yeah. and then they're just gonna take everything, and then you're just gonna go to jail, where they're gonna lowjack you, yeah. or, or whatever the case may be. You're gonna be left with nothing. Like, um, and this is, and if you think, and if you really think about it, this is the type, the same type of shit, the same way Tony is acting with this cavalier attitude, thinking he can do whatever. This is probably why he decided to sign the Sokovia Accords. In Civil War, because he would have ended up a loose cannon, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Had he so ch- had he so chose, if he you know, if he didn't, if Nick Fury didn't step in, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely like a, a character arc there, yeah, like from movie to movie, and Don uh, Cheadle and Don trilogy Cheadle, to trilogy, and, yeah. yeah, and Don Cheadle, well, Don Cheadle, uh, uh, Rhodey uh, was the basically, Rhodey's basically the side of Tony. That it's just like I'm on my shit always. Take care of business. You know we gonna we gonna take care of business. Period. Yeah. But Tony's too much of a playboy to to completely yeah. give into that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Until shit is so serious. That until he has no until until it's almost he, too late. Then until he, he under, until serious. Tony understood that like you know one day the world is literally gonna be just invaded yeah. by people who don't have tanks. You know what I'm saying? People yeah. with spaceships and whatnot. Until he realized that, he was just like, okay, well, I mean, nothing on this earth can really stop me. So, like, he was the... He had to be humbled. So, and yeah, he was yeah, humbled yeah, in Avengers yeah, in a big, yeah. big way. Yeah, he had to be humbled. But the first step was, you know, his best friend, Rhodey. And he was just like, yo, if you don't stop fucking around, they gonna whoop your ass. And if I have to whoop your ass to make sure that they don't take you, then it, it is what it is. No, absolutely. He he was he was playing like Big Brother. Um. 
what's up guys you are listening to the post credits pod and i just want to thank you for listening so far uh if you do like what you're hearing please subscribe i'm gonna have stuff coming every week sometimes twice a week there's just so much content to talk about um and if you want to get at me if you want to ask me questions or give me feedback which i really would love uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Swartmain, S-W-A-R-T-M-A-Y-N-E, or Instagram at Swartness, S-W-A-R-T-N-E-S-S. Um, yeah, uh, just keep in mind that this Marvel series is all in order. I want people to kind of know what's coming next after each episode. That way, if they want, they can kind of watch it and then come back and listen to the discussion. It'll make it a lot more fun because everybody will kind of know what I'm talking about or my guest is talking about. Um, but if you want to do it the other way around, if you want to listen to the show and then watch the movie, that's cool too. But I want you guys kind of watching with me in a way, you know, it's part of the reason why I'm doing this. So just to keep in mind, I am doing these in the order in which they were released because I kind of want to see the sequence of events as it happened, almost like a TV series. Cause it's kind of what it feels like at times. Um, so next will be Captain America, the first Avenger. And then we have the Avengers. I can't wait to do both of those. Really? The Avengers is going to be a big one. And uh, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. And I just want you guys to keep in mind that with those coming next, that if you're into this show, you should go ahead and check those out when you have some time. Go back, rewatch them if you own them. Uh, I think I don't, I don't know where you can find them at, man. I mean, I got I, I watch a lot of my stuff on Amazon Prime. I rent it, you know, what, whichever way. If you got a fire stick, all that good shit, you know, find a way to watch it so you can be a little bit more interactive with the show or it's just a better listen to you because you kind of remember everything we're talking about but um yeah like i said thanks for listening to the show please subscribe if you like it and tell your friends and yeah that's all i got uh we're gonna wrap up the show after, okay so after that uh shield steps in and uh fury is like letting him know what's going on you know he sees him at the donut shop and shit which i think is where they originally met in a post credit scene I forgot no, to no, watch. In the post credit scene, they uh in post credit scene, the first post credit scene, Iron Man one. That's when they're introduced with each other. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Oh, he yeah, meets yeah. him at that same kind of the same way, but this time like Tony's the one posted or yeah, uh, yeah, you yeah. know something. I, I remember there was like a similarity there because they, they had like they had been there together before. Um, but I didn't watch the post credit scene when I did the Iron Man one review. Yeah. With you and so like I forgot, but I was like I'm pretty sure that's the one. So anyway. Um, so yeah, they have to talk there, takes them back to the house. They basically put on my house arrest. Shield's not fucking around. They're like, yo, you're, what you do and what you can do and everything, like, is just too valuable. Like, they put you, that, they put we that need man, this alliance. they put that man in ALC. Yeah. <laughs> basically, it was like, nah. look, you're gonna cure yourself or we're not gonna let you leave. Yeah, you're not gonna leave the premises, which that shit didn't help much. But either way, you know what I'm saying? They, they were let, they were like, nah, motherfucker, you're going to sit here and you're going to do your homework. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? You need to you need to fix this. Yeah, you gotta so, do your homework. You're gonna realize like what you need to do, so we can get this real conversation going. And um, and yeah, and then I don't know the whole dad stuff. Like I like the I like the, the direction they went with it, but like it, they just didn't execute it in a way uh, that like I felt like I really like had a grasp on what was going on in the movie. And I, I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't paying attention. It was just like, okay, like, his dad left some stuff behind for him. Like, how the sequence of events was just, like, real, like, gotta move the movie along. Because, like, yeah. you know what I mean? They, like I said, it's not that I want them explaining stuff to me. It's just because they stuffed it. Yeah. But, but no, they, they had, not, they had to they put game, that in there. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's, just that they, it's just that they stuffed it. And a lot of the, like, a big, big problem with Iron Man 2 is also, like, you know, the pacing. But... Uh, the reason why that is because you know they stuff so much you know but they're, you're they're setting up for a movie two years from now yeah you, you, you're stuffing a lot of movie in the movie and another year from now yeah and it, so they also had because the post credit scene had the Thor hammer um, in New Mexico but also the Captain America shield pops up around this time uh, the scenes that we're talking about when yeah, he's figuring he out the stuff from his dad <laughs> and that Captain America shield, yeah and he was like oh I need that and you're thinking like wait oh, what's he about to do oh and then he just you know like just a level of used it as a level it off and yeah like, oh. now, my question is was the original shield made with vibranium or was that only in Civil War and so on like nah, when he got the to original the original shield was used for vibranium okay okay that's what I thought. So, I'll say this, like, until, because they didn't have the rights still, Vibranium was basically this replacement for Adamantium. Ah, uh, okay. That's basically what it was, because Ultron is made of Adamantium, not Vibranium. 
So for all those moviegoers out there, originally, like, Ultron was supposed to be made of, of adamantium, which is way, way better than vibranium. Way better. So in Age of Ultron, Voltron was made of. He was made. Of, he was made of vibranium. Okay. He got the. He got the. He he got. He was made of vibranium, but it was. Um, well, I, I'm not gonna say that. I can't really remember. That's one I need to watch again. <laughs> yeah, because that's it, that's partially the point of yeah. doing all these pods. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, okay, well, th- I just thought that was cool how, they, like, like I said, a little bit of fan service, but yeah. also building the world. Like, hey, Iron Man doesn't exist without these guys, and we're going to show you because we're, you know, we're setting up stuff. So, like, watch, going back and watching it, I was like, man, at the time, I was like, I got a look excited when I saw that, but I just thought it was, like, some random Easter egg that didn't mean anything at the time. Now, knowing what we know, it's yeah. like, damn, like, those were little seeds planted because the, uh, the shield was kept with... All the other things from back when she, you know, when the organization Shield started. So it, it was just cool, like how they. It was a nice way, a real slick way to like tie in, yeah, uh, like a loot, like an end, you know, to like like sewing up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really cool. Um, and so I guess it, it's funny because like he doesn't know, he didn't know what it was, so he didn't know what he could probably do with that. Like that could have probably also given him the answers he needed. It's like, no, nah, I'm just gonna put this right here and use it to level my shit. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and so, of uh, I want to like, what exactly did Tony's dad have planned for him? Like that exact thing that he did, like just discover that element or discover the atom that he can use to create a new element. Basically, to power that himself? basically it wasn't meant to power himself. Like Tony Stark just needed, uh, basically. He needed a new power source for his suit. And that's basically why um that's basically why Howard Stark really needed to uh re- this is why Howard Stark really um needed to push for that whole like schematic and design because um his dad what his dad was doing at first was trying to make, you know, a renewable source of energy mm-hmm. you know that's why he made the arc reactor that's why ivan vanko's uh dad you know got thrown in that gulag because he tried to steal his idea of you know dependable renewable energy yeah and that was his dad's whole thing in iron man 2 it was like i tried to make you know energy for everybody and then you tried to steal it and give it to the russians you know post cold war or and he wanted to like monetize war. it more like he yeah. didn't have the same vision basically yeah, yeah 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 and then he and then he was just like all right well you go that way i'm like i'm gonna have you yeah. locked up but yeah that i mean that that made sense like that yeah. they put that in there and tied that in because then it made sense what happened later in the and film. then you know he just made he just wanted to make something that you know just in case this doesn't pan out i'm guessing this is for my son because we got to because if I may, even if I make the arc reactor, we still got to do better than this. But I may not be alive okay. by the time you by the time you make it, which wasn't the case. Yeah. Uh, no. Um. I mean, it, it makes sense. I just was still. I was a little fuzzy. Like I said, they kind of just pushed through that stuff and expect you to just be in awe of Tony's genius yeah. and like the the t- the cool tech and CGI and stuff. And so it, it wasn't like a bad scene. It was just like I wish I would have known a little bit more about what was going on. Uh, during and after, but overall, like it didn't like ruin the movie for me. Anything, it was cool. Uh, so after that, that pretty much leads to like the final big shebang. You which know was, what I'm saying? Where they throwing was, down with the drones and shit was, at the Stark was, Expo. It was fucking tight. Uh, that that yeah. shit was fucking hot. Like this movie did have a really good like final act. Yeah, now, I will say that the last action scene where like Rhodes. His suit gets t- t- hacked and taken over, and he's chasing them. Machine gun just cranking. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit was cool. When he flies through that globe, it's like the globe he flies, statue. He flies through the globe. And, like, jumps on the shit, bounces back up, and all the drones crash. That he shit did, was he so didn't jump dope. on it. He just came to a stop. Or, yeah, he, like, stopped on, <laughs> he he basically stopped on a dime and yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. shot straight up, and all the drones just, boom, just... It, it was dope. It, it was... That was a very fun scene. Like, seeing old dude on stage... uh Hammer. Oh, just a hammer. Yeah, yeah just yeah, a hammer yeah. on stage, and how they how he hopped up there. I was like, hey, bro, like we gotta go, like get these people out of here. Like it, it did a good job of building up the anticipation, and then I, I will say, I actually wanted more. Like I was enjoying that action scene so much, I actually wanted a little bit more. Like his final fight, uh, with 
um, with Whiplash was like it was cool like they were doing a good job and then it just I felt like it ended kind of quickly like he had them both tied up and then they do that thing from the house where they had the big ass explosion when yeah, they yeah, shoot yeah. at each other like uh, that that was like a cool way to end the movie cool scene but it just I was like dude I could have used like two more minutes of that shit just you know being on the edge of my seat and this is like I said it's all it all it all draws back to the same problem it all draws back to the same problem of like not enough you know time I'll say that not enough Money too, because that's just, that's the most expensive part of the movie. Yeah. So they might have been like, "Yo, we could make this action scene longer, but we told all this story, did all fit all this other shit in here. We gotta wrap this shit up." Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like the the scene with the when they were in that same building, the same it was almost like a like a I don't know like a fucking garden, like looked like some moody garden shit. Whatever whatever they were in with the river and the trees and everything. Oh when they, yeah, the bonsai we, garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were uh, when they were like taking out the drones together, like oh, like that whole scene, like that whole little four to five minutes was really fun. Like I could have used maybe ten minutes of that. Like they yeah. could have drawn. Like if you're gonna draw something out in that movie, it should have been that. But um, but either way, it, a good way to around end up the movie or end the movie on a good note. Uh, because there was parts of it where I was starting to lose a little bit of interest, and then once they built up that part, and I, uh, when he knew that something was going down, after that I was locked back in, and it was really good. Uh, I, so that, I think that that like kind of saved the movie for me. It could have, if the action scene at the end would have been poorly done, just whack or whatever, uh, then I'd say like this. I might even go as far as say the movie kind of sucked. But that rap that was like a really big payoff, and I did they ended on a very good note for me. Yeah, yeah. So it was just like, kind of just like a, almost a just a like the last half of like. Dare I say the entirety of like the second act was just like nah, but like the third and the first act were like oh okay yeah this is dope um yeah I, I'll say that that fight scene overall was way better than the final scene of Iron Man one Iron Man one as a whole movie was way better to me like noticeably better but it, one part if Iron Man two has anything over that movie anything at all. It was just that final scene. It's way better than well, everybody you ripped out my targeting system yeah. bullshit. <laughs> so if you listen to my other pod, you'll hear my opinions on that. Um, but yeah, this movie did a lot to set up Avengers. And it did it well. It just, but in order to do that, they had to sacrifice a little bit of like the narrative for just this movie alone. Yeah, but it's okay. It, it, it builds up nicely. Um, I'm looking forward to watching Iron Man three because it seems kind of polarizing. I've seen a lot of people say they hate it. And a lot of people say they love it. So Iron it's Man like, 3. I'm excited to see what I'm going to think about it. Iron Man 3 is dope. Because I forgot so much. I'm sure it's going to... I do know. I remember the end. He had all the he had all the suits. Like, I remember such small details about it. So it makes me think, oh, well, maybe I didn't like it that much. Or I must have just not really been... I must have been in one of those moods where I didn't feel like watching a movie. And I did anyway. And I don't remember. I don't know. Iron Man 3 was super dope. Well, I, I look forward to watching love, it because I, I feel like, like so good. It's most so people's good. opinions that I genuinely like respect their opinion on something because I know we're usually on the same wavelength. Most people are saying they like it, so I feel like I'm gonna really enjoy it. But uh, yeah, man, I mean that's it for this movie. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. Uh, definitely, I think a lower tier Marvel movie though. Like it was a filler movie. Uh, but yeah, man, it, it was good. But. That's all I got for you today. T, you got anything you want to end the show out with? Uh, I got not uh, not a thing, but if you uh, you guys want to check out the review for uh, Black Panther, please check out uh, YouTube.com slash T-E-E-T-I-M-E. T-Time. YouTube.com slash T-Time. We got the Black Panther review up. And don't forget to descri- describe, subscribe <laughs> to post to post credits pie. We're on iTunes, so yeah, we're pretty major already. Day like day <laughs> day big thing. two week two weeks three <laughs> weeks in, we're already on iTunes. So understand Shit. that we're doing big three. things around here. Not even three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So we're already doing big things around here. So look, shout out to Ryan. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter. And if you guys have any questions, you know, make sure you follow Ryan on Twitter. Make sure you follow my Twitter at the mightiest T E E and. Yeah, if you guys have any questions regarding the podcast or just anything in general, just, you know, if you have any questions, just let us know. and We'll answer them on the show for sure. I want to hear you guys' input, especially for those of you who don't know any lore or don't know any, like, comic book questions or anything like that. If you're confused on anything, let us know. So we can so we can help Absolutely. you. Let let T know. I can't help you with that shit. We can all help I, each other. I, maybe maybe y'all can explain for Ryan why Power Rangers is dope, and maybe you could sit him down and 
why he didn't why he decided not to watch any of it. Uh, we could probably make that a segment on a future pod. You could try to convince me as to why like I'm wrong for not liking. Fuck Power the Rangers. future. If y'all see this man in public, go ahead and ask him why. <laughs> just ask him why. Don't just don't even bother because I'm not gonna know what the fuck you're talking about. But yeah, man. Uh, I really appreciate you guys. I made it all the way to the end of this episode. Just listen to us. Just talk all this shit. Uh, please subscribe if you like what you heard. I'm going to have new content all the time. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Swartmain, S-W-A-R-T-M-A-Y-N-E, or on Instagram at Swartness, S-W-A-R-T-N-E-S-S. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to have, like, a, an email for the pod coming soon so we can kind of do, like, some mailbag segments so you guys can send us some questions or even just send us opinions and then we, we can kind of get, like, a conversation going. It gets a little more interactive. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, also, if, like I said, if you like what you heard, please leave a five-star rating or a nice friendly review for me and just refer me to your friends. Any Anybody that you know that loves Marvel, just loves movies in general, uh, television, all that good stuff that consumes a lot of that and likes to talk about it, refer them to my pod. I would love for them to hear what I got to say and they can come at me with some feedback and follow me and we can just be best friends out here. But uh, thanks for listening, guys. 